It's your girl Smanji and welcome to the 67th episode of Avocado and Honey. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the last episode of Curl Friends where I went out throughout Brooklyn and asked our friends, what are you listening to? So uh, we got the deets on what's hot this October in 2019. So be sure to check out that video. Um, also be sure to like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, you know, spread the word on Avocado and Honey. Today, I'm really excited for this episode. We have a returning guest, Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) I'm doing very well today. Welcome back. Thank you. So last time we were talking about periods and all that fun stuff and things and um, diva cups. You know what? I actually, (laughs) I can't say I tried the actual diva cup, but I tried, um, it was supposed to be a disposable diva cup. Uh And that didn't go well. So I'm still on the natural (laughs) pads. And I have yet to get the stink, the thing. So I thought I'd update you. So why don't you try? They have reusable pads. So okay, I did see those. Slightly different from things because mm. those are underwear. Um, but the pads, I'm like, okay, that's cool too. You just kind of wa- rewash it. So and is that like, and we off topic a little, but like, is that something <laughs> you just throw in the washer to wash? It's different material. Yes, oh, I would okay. throw it in the washer. I would hand wash it first, mm-hmm. and then I would throw them in the washer together, separate from everything else. Okay, you're my second friend that told me, so maybe. Mm-hmm. And I, I like pads now. For some, I didn't like pads at first, but mm-hmm. I like pads. So I feel I think, like I'm returning to pads as well. Yeah, like pads and panties. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I really want to try the panties, but you know, you are like a whole new, just like entrepreneur, just yeah. like what is the word? The um, brick house is that the word or brick powerhouse? Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Yes. Brick house. Oh, the song. Thank you. Yes, thank you, you are, so girl. It's been so beautiful yeah. to see the growth. So let thank you. you have organized for love. That's what yes. we're talking about, y'all. So what is organized for love? Organized for Love is an organization brand that offers organization services where I come into your home and help you declutter your home. But an extension of the brand is really focusing on like wellness mm-hmm. and really internal decluttering. So not just decluttering your space, but decluttering things on the inside of you that don't serve you. Word. Yes. That's beautiful. Yes, and I love you. how we go up above and beyond from just like regular organizing. Yes. That's what my initial thought was at first was just organizing. Yes. But then, of course, you know, I follow and yes. see what you're doing. So what was it like to start this? Because we did have a conversation. We ran into each other in Whole Foods um, yes. like a year ago. <laughs> yes. And um, we were just discussing, like, you know, branching off and doing your own businesses and everything. So what was the process like to start Organize for Love? And what was it like to kind of, I guess, create or have that faith to just know that this is this is it? Mm. It's so funny that we're going back because I initially we were before we started, I didn't quite remember the conversation. But as we're going back, I'm like, oh, I do remember being in that space. So initially I started Organized for Love to be an online course. Me okay. and my friend, me and my best friend, we were both creating courses. And I said, OK. The course was organized, Organization 101. And as I was creating it, it started to become so much. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. (laughs) This is a whole business. So at the time, I was working a job 
that I've been committed to for a few years. Um, and it really wasn't, it wasn't my interest. The job was, wasn't your interest. Yes. Okay. The job wasn't my interest, but it was just, you know, it was something that I was doing. And so it was really about if I should leave the job, stay with the job, start my business, trying to figure out like how I could do both. Right. So actually while I was at the job, I really was going into planning mode. So um, we met around October, November. Mm. I left the job uh, January, February. Okay. And so literally from like October until then, I had been like going really hard planning and just mapping out the business, doing a lot of just like journaling and writing things out. So that process in terms of like going out on faith, it was a lot of um, conditions because at the time, me and my partner, we were moving into a new space. So there got was a engaged. lot. Yeah, we got engaged. <laughs> Congrats again. Yes, thank you. So there was just a lot that was like, okay, this may not be the good time, the best time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had been wanting to leave the job because it just it was not working out for me. Like right. financially, it just did not make sense. So, in terms of going out on faith, I think it was in the creation of it. I'm like, wow, I have a lot here. And this was just off the top of my head, mm -hmm. um, just in creating the course, just getting it out. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's a lot. There's way more here that I'm really um, limiting just because I'm framing it from a online course. Mm -hmm. And once I opened it up to say like, oh, this is a business then I was able to like pour into it more. And I think it was just really recognizing that I had a lot more to uncover than an online course that made me more confident in looking right. at it from a business than just like a course. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And I remember, cause I mean, I don't know how I, I always have to keep saying these disclaimers and I know I'll be catching myself. Yeah. No one says anything about it. So if it annoys you, my bad y'all, but um, I've been following you for a while now. And I remember in the beginning when you first started the um, Organized for Love, you kind of labored yourself like the black Marie Kondo. Yes. So and then I remember you changing that like, you know, hold up on my own person. Yes. So what was that transition like, you know, because for organizing Marie Kondo is like, you know, um, not the pioneer, but the first person that will probably come to mind usually yes. when it comes to that. Yes. So like. How did you like separate yourself from Marie Kondo and becoming, you know, Rebecca Love with Organized for Love and to convince yourself or not convince yeah. yourself, but to let yourself remind yourself is what I'll say. Yes. It's so funny because I started the online course like 2018, November, October, like early, like in the fall. And then I really planned to launch the business in January 2019. And my sister had messaged me. She texted me. She said, oh, my God, you got to watch this Netflix show. And I'm like, oh, what is this? And I'm like, wow, look at that alignment. So I think right. really seeing, being grateful for the, you know, Marie Kondo and her Netflix series. And for me to be able to identify what I do easily with people because mm -hmm. of the show. So I have less explaining to do because there's a visual representation of it. Oh, okay. So I'm super grateful, but me in terms of like branching out and like really deciding, okay, this is me, this is my lane. It was really referring back to what made me want to expand on the organization and like the things that matter to me, the things that I wanted to talk about, um, things that were just relevant to my life and organizing that really had nothing to do with her perspective and her right. show. And so it was really seeing all the richness and all of all of that that came with that. And I'm like, wait a minute, Rebecca, you really are not Marie Kondo at all. Like, this is not even the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think also looking at the show, it really emphasizes the home. 
And, you know, in my sessions with my clients, like we're talking about the home. Let me backtrack. We are acting and moving and doing things in the home. But what we're talking about is way more profound, way deeper. Right. We're talking about ex-boyfriends and getting rid of hoodies mm. and talking about like, oh, the reason I don't want to get rid of this hoodie because I'm still connected to him and I'm still kind of like in contact with him. Like we're talking about those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about how black women maybe not think of organizing because they're used to doing all the domestic work. So like we're really digging deep in my sessions. And so I think acknowledging all of the things that I came with, with my business, it mm-hmm. was, it, it became easier and easier for me to separate myself and be like, Oh, this is a whole other situation you're doing. That's very separate from Marie Kondo. So, mm-hmm. um, through the process of developing my business and just going through the motions, it was easier for me to, the, the lane started to carve itself. Like, Oh, I didn't have to do much. Like it's already there. Just kind of leaning into the things that matter to me. Right. Yeah. So just be yourself. Be it basically. Myself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Simply, simply. <laughs> Girl, you know, I go in circles. No, no. That's what I just love to always just say that. Cause that's so important yeah. for like everything. It is just, here's another example of it. Right. Like right, right, literally right. just right. being yourself. And that's yeah. one of the things, you know, everything that you just said. Um, one of the things that I did admire most about Organize for Love was the fact that you incorporated outside the home. Like, you know, you talk about, you know, organizing your mind. Yeah. I really love those posts that you do, like the list and just like thank those to do list type posts. Yeah, and one of, one of them was like the emails. And then it was just like, you know, your phone, like organize the things in your phone. Like yeah. you legit went above and beyond. Um, so I kind of want to talk about, you know, some of the things that you do offer when it comes to those different like, you know, elements of your life. So um, but I do want to start with the home. Okay, <laughs> yes. So you do <laughs> offer like, you know, actually, before we go into that. You were saying how you did the home visits and everything, but I did notice that you're not offering that currently. Um, So what was your experience like with the home visits the first time around? So disclaimer, I stopped offering it as a pause. I can restructure the business model because there was a lot of things that I learned. And so because of that, I said, let me pause on this. So for the summer, I had stopped taking clients and so I'm going to bring it back during the fall. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So my experience, this is a loaded question. Can we get more specific? What you want to know? Okay. <laughs> okay. So I feel like this one is still going to be loaded. So did you have like any, what were your expectations versus the reality of going into helping someone organize, um, let's say their room, like their bedroom? So an expectation that I had was the amount of the flow and the connection between decluttering and organizing. Mm. And so going into the space thinking my business is called professional organizing. And even though I definitely claim myself as being like an expert at decluttering and getting rid of things, I went into the space wanting to do both. Mm -hmm. So something I learned very quickly is that there are two different processes. So decluttering is just the process of removing and organizing is the process of rearranging what you have already. Mm. So this is two different processes and depending on the home, you could either just want to organize the things that you have, like you know you want to keep all of the clothes in your closet, so you just want to reorganize your closet. Right. Or decluttering if you have years and years and years of clothes that maybe you don't wear 
wear so now we have to sort through the clothes and get rid of some things and mm. so that was a big big lesson for me learning the the emotions the process the time um what that looks like um from client to client um so my again my expectation going in was that this was going to be a one together um and something i learned was like these are two different things they're not the same right that I would actually assume that those were kind of the same thing. So yeah. I'm really happy you said that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, what was the reality once you realized that, you know, these are two separate things? So, like, um, do you just, like, you know, prepare the client? Like, you know, okay, so we're going to do two separate, like, segments? Or do you kind of just take the, not necessarily the L, but just kind of just go with it? So there's no else taken. Right. Just lessons learned. <laughs> okay. No. Um. So right now I actually just came to realize the differences and how to structure it. So my new business model is having two different packages. So there's okay. a declutter package and then there's an organization package. And so me and you decide which package is best. But I go into your space and do a consultation and say, mm. like, okay, we're going to do, I suggest you get the declutter package because we just need to spend a lot of time getting rid of things. Right. And then the other suggestion would be, oh, get the organization package with it because then we also have to organize based on what the person wants. So, um, so I just divided into two different packages. And another major thing I learned is the time that it takes and really digging into what exactly can be done. So with the new um, business model, it's about we're going to declutter on a Saturday and then we're going to organize on a Sunday. Okay. So just separating it um, and getting a little more clear about what takes how long mm. and which one we're going to do. And when it comes to like decluttering, is that like, do you have like a similar formula to Marie Kondo? Where, cause I know like for, I'm not really that um, much of an expert on Marie Kondo. Um, disclaimer, but I know she does like the thing because I hear it like, you know, if like if it doesn't bring you joy, toss it out or um, I think like if you haven't used it in six months. So do you have like a couple tips or questions that people ask themselves and yes. whether they should keep it? It's my favorite. So so say we're going through clothing. Um, so similar to Marie Kondo, we take out we gather all of the clothes that you have. And we literally go through each item. Mm -hmm. um, so the difference with me, I'm there with you because right. Each piece, um, each clothing piece, I like to think of, it needs to have a practical space. Mm. So it, it is about how good it makes you feel. But for me, the first tier is like, what is it practical? And practical meaning, do you wear it? Right. <laughs> so before you like it or not, are you wearing it? And so that's typically the first question. Like, when's the last time you wore this? And depending on the client, it could be, have you worn it in three months? Have you worn it in six months? Have you worn it in a year? Okay. And it's really about adjusting. Because say I'm working with a personal stylist. Oh, And okay. her wardrobe, she also uses her wardrobe as things that she pulls from mm. her wardrobe from her shoots. So to ask her, has she worn it in three to six months? That that question doesn't necessarily apply to her. Right. I have to adjust it. So things like that. Um, the second question is, like, do you feel good when you're wearing it? So very similar to does it bring you joy, but doesn't make you feel good and so that usually goes down a whole rabbit hole because say you have a shirt that your ex-boyfriend gave you right and, you ask, and I asked you know doesn't make you feel good you're like well I don't know because mm -hmm. now you're thinking the memories of your ex-boyfriend right make you feel good but you are no longer together so now maybe you're thinking of the thoughts 
and the residuals of the relationship that don't make you feel good or re- unrelated to the, the clothing item. Right. So right. We, but we have to sort through that because um, items have items are just things, you know, we attach we attach meaning to items. We attach emotions and memories right. to items. So that's where you really have to dig in and figure out, like, what's the practical use, though, mm-hmm. of the item? And you can't get to that without going through the emotions and things like that. So I have a question when it comes to that. So, like, me. Like, you know, I've been, like, my weight loss journey is just, mm-hmm. it's been a journey. Yeah. Um. So I know in the past I've been known to maybe have some things that may be a little bit too small because, you know, in three to six months, I'm a fit in it. Yeah. So, like, how would that apply to that? Like, would you suggest maybe storing that somewhere else outside of the regular yes. clothes? Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. I, wasn't oh. saying, I was saying, like, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm just trying to read from, like, yes, I hear you. Okay. I hear you. But it was not an answer. Okay. Or, like, like, how would you consider, like, what would your suggestion be for a situation like that? Like, no, I haven't worn it yet <laughs> because I'm going to be wearing it in about six months. Like, yeah. would you suggest, like leave something like that in your closet or like what would your answer be for that so my first answer is a very general answer because i i'm just going off of why women may or may not keep things mm-hmm. your body is perfect Sanji. Right, yeah that, thank you <laughs> your body is perfect the way that it is thank you period first and foremost <laughs> so that i say um i'll use myself an, as an example my weight also fluctuates it goes Mm. up and down but i also have a very minimalistic wardrobe so i typically wear the same thing over and over people may think i have a much more clothes than i do but i'm just really reusing things right so there's a lot of pieces that may or may not fit me because my weight fluctuates right i get bloated honey it's just i'd be like women honey Three months, four months, congratulations, what is it? (laughs) So for me, I really look at the pattern. Like, okay, last year around this time, did this fit me? The year before that, did this fit me? So I'm just really looking at the pattern and throughout the years, especially Mm -hmm. if it's like this one piece, this one pair of pants. Like, I want to keep it so bad, but it consistently doesn't fit me. So it's just really looking at the pattern. Mm. Um, when a specific piece, you can't decide if you should keep it or not because you should not base it off of your, your body. And if your, oh, body, if your body is fluctuating, but it consistently doesn't fit, then you should go based off like what has been the standard. Mm. So, but we can go through that item. <laughs> oh, no, that, that was just a it's question. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I ain't got nothing like that no more. Okay. But when it comes to um, the minimum living, Cause I do remember you, I'm, I'm not sure exactly when you made that transition, but what was it like to go from having like a full on wardrobe to having like simple basic items, items that you like switch out? Yeah. So again, my, my life motto is like practicality. So it was always about, oh, well, I don't have enough space to hold all these things. So I can't have more than I need. Um, and that was just for me. So my wardrobe has always been pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. I've always had a lot of accessories. So it was always oh, been okay. a lot of shoes, maybe a bunch of jackets, which is not necessarily accessory, but I look at it as an accessory. Um, I always had a <laughs> lot of jewelry. Mm-hmm. And so those things you really, I can have a lot without it taking up too much space. Right. So I never really transitioned into a minimal wardrobe. It's just, it kind of almost like evolved. Oh, okay. Um, but I've always had like all of my clothes, most of it all, always fit in like a drawer or like a dresser or mm-hmm. I was able to hang up all of my clothes. So that was, that's something I've always pretty much 
Yeah, I've always had little clothes. And I think <laughs> for me it was always easy because I grew up with not a lot of clothes because oh, I grew okay. up Yeah, I grew up lower class, so it wasn't it wasn't that many clothes to choose from anyway. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. So when it comes to like the minimal is it just minimal living? Is that like the appropriate term or Yeah, well, I mean whatever people have different minimal living, intentional living. Oh, okay. Black minimalism. Okay. Yeah. So when it comes to that, like, how do you determine, okay, this is good. This is going to be like the great addition to my closet. Okay. Like, how do you determine what goes and like how much and when is it too much and all that? So right now I'm not in the season of focusing on my clothes because I'm just focusing on like building my business and school. So Mm -hmm. everything is about if I had the money to buy it, if I was in my shopping season, would I buy it? So I get a lot of, so like my fiance, he buys me clothes a lot because he knows that I'm not. I'm not going to go out and buy clothes. He's like, baby, just just take this top. And then I also, my sister, she styles, so she'll give me clothes too. Um, And then sometimes I'll randomly, if I'm going somewhere, I'll like get, I'll go to like Buffalo Exchange and Mm -hmm. buy something. So it was really all about like, if this was my shopping season, would I buy it? Mm -hmm. And so that's how I decipher if something is taken into my closet. Um, When things are leaving my closet, it's really about like, if I'm tired of looking at it okay, and I don't wear it, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you have to go. It is time. I haven't worn you in a while. Um, but it's not, it's not, it's very few pieces that it's like four or five where mm-hmm. it's like, like I can count all of the pieces that are going to leave at some point. It's just when, um, did I answer that question? Yeah, you did. Okay. Okay. But I have like, you know, um, a selfish question right now. Cause we're in my room and there's my closet. <laughs> Would this be considered a minimal living or is that like a lot? That's literally all my clothes right there. I feel so caught off guard with this question. Because <laughs> I wonder, like, should I call myself? <laughs> How do you feel? Do you feel like a minimalist? Because it's I not. Do. I do. Know. I do. I don't feel like I have a lot. But then people with a lot of clothes say they don't have any clothes to wear. Like, That's you know. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> like, this is not a lot. Like, okay, girl. <laughs> like, no, I think I don't. I really don't think it's up to me to decide but just from what i'm looking if i had to no you don't have a lot of clothes right so i'm minimal but again it's like minimalism is um (laughs) it's relative i got it so it depends on who like to someone who has a couple of shirts you don't you have a lot of clothes right so that's why i'm like oh i don't know if i i can't decide that for you it's like Mm. but if i so if i compare you to all clients right all of my clients no you don't have a lot of clothes okay if that was the measurement because i literally was thinking (laughs) that to myself the other day like i wonder if i'm a a minimalist yeah technically no it's, it's relative it's it's it really is Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So I am self-proclaimed now. <laughs> That's kind of what I did with the whole veganism. She said, I'm going to redefine <laughs> and we're going to make a new. So when I say vegan, I'm referring to my definition. Right. The world is mine. Right. <laughs> Blame not. But um, okay. So you do offer the home declutter, declutter plan. So yes. can you break that down for me? Because I, I believe you based it off of like rooms and everything like that. So for the sake of the podcast, let's focus on, um, let's say living room and bedroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel like those probably be the most cluttered. Absolutely. That is absolutely correct because we spent a lot of time. And the kitchen as well. Yeah. Um, so let's say we, say let's say you want me to help you declutter your bedroom. Mm-hmm. So I will come into your space and do a consultation, which is about two or three hours because I'm really just asking you what is your vision for Mm -hmm. your space because what you want your angle to be will depend on like how what I'm going to help you do Mm -hmm. and so what I would do depending on what you want to do overall I would say okay so we're going to organize under your bed 
we're gonna declutter under your bed and we're gonna declutter your wardrobe because mm. I want we want things to be finished. So it, we may not be able to do your entire bedroom. Right. We're gonna do areas because mm. a lot of people have a lot of concentrated clutter in one corner. Right. So let's focus on those corners. So we would declutter that corner and that typically takes about eight hours, mm. like an hour break of lunch or something like that. And so in the end, you'll have we'll have bags of items to get rid of or you'll have piles that you need to return to people because a lot of times we have things that oh, right yeah, my friend came over and then that just ends up being like a stockpile of things that your friend left at your house right <laughs> um and that's, so that's nice of you to call back or yeah give it back no i love of just tossing it i'm always like gathering things and i'm like okay i don't want to donate this i know like i have um like this clear bag that my sister gave me that i know i don't want but a friend of mine said she wanted it so i'm like holding it for her right. and i'm like so it's just those small things. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a very simple process. It's really just going through each item and saying, like, what you want to keep, what you want to donate, what you want to trash. And mm -hmm. then I end up bringing all of the things to, like, a donation center or a shelter. Very simple. Yeah, very straightforward. So what, like, what's the process or, like, how would you suggest someone to, I guess, um, being real with themselves? So, like, if they have something where it's, like, you know, kind of obvious, it's, like, not um a benefit for them to keep in their house but they don't want to let go but like you feel i mean i don't know like how would that work for someone who don't want to let go of something yes. that should be let go so i speak to people that want to get rid of things okay i speak <laughs> to people that want to clutter and want to organize they're aligned people that want to so mm. whether you know how to whether whether it's hard or easy if you don't want to i'm not speaking to you okay because i'm not here to tell people what to throw out right i'm not here to tell people their home is this or that like i have there's no incentive for me to do that mm -hmm. my job is to help you get to a place that you may not know how to get there yourself but you want to get there okay so if people um a lot of time i get asked the question like what do i do when people don't want to get rid of things i'm like well i'm not the right person to work with them right because my job is not to convince someone or persuade someone to get rid of something or tell someone to get rid of something like that's not I do not do that. I right. help and guide people that want to declutter. Makes sense. So, you know, in this beautiful New York City, we mm. are um, usually limited on space. Mm. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> can you suggest um, a few tips on how to save space in like small rooms, small yes. bedrooms? So this is really going to get to like my sneakerheads and people who love their shoe boxes. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Toss them. We got to rethink these shoe boxes. Don't floss them. <laughs> they take so much space. So I would really suggest reimagining how you store your shoes. Okay. Unless you have a big closet. And even then, clients of mine that have big closets, I'm like, look, we got to do something with these boxes. So, okay, when you say get rid of the boxes, does that include, like, those cute, um, like, container thingies from the container store? Because they still, like, it's organized, though, but they're still mm -hmm. in a box. So I always mm -hmm. wonder for people who take them out the shoe box and put them in another box. <laughs> so it all depends on the space. Okay. So sometimes shoe boxes are an uneven sizes. Right. So it's hard to organize them and make it look neat. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes shoe boxes are just not very pretty looking. Right. So it's like, in the practical sense, the shoe boxes don't allow you to organize in the most efficient way because of the different sizes mm. so if you think about like a ugg shoe box or if you think about like your shoe box for your winter boots like those shoe boxes mm. take up a lot of space right and a lot of us have shoe boxes for some of our shoes and don't for others mm -hmm. so it's just about like creating like a cohesive system okay everything so when i think of 
categories so shoes we want to do the same thing for all the categories so like if you have all your clothes should go into one place okay and so that's how i think about it so it's like let's do the same thing for all of the shoes so unless you have the same box for all of the shoes with shoe boxes don't come in the chain right so that's really that's the concept okay um, but most people shoe boxes just take up a lot of floor space and closet space mm. so i typically and it, again it depends on the space so it's not always getting container store shoe boxes that's not always the solution okay yeah and it's not always cost effective because it's super expensive and it doesn't yeah. yeah it doesn't always make sense so it's just it's, i think it's just usually it's probably more convenient because i know you can see the shoes yes. and all that yes exactly very practical do you have any other tips for how to save space in small rooms? yes <laughs> so something super easy that most of us know um it's really not a secret it's just getting like thin uh velvet hangers okay just save space a lot of us you may have wooden hangers mm -hmm. or you have plastic hangers that literally takes up like a half an inch so getting thinner hangers okay yes so check super, super <laughs> <laughs> um one that's super uh create a home for everything so all of your books put in one space okay all of your papers put in one space paper um definitely tends to get out of control so think of one system for your paperwork anything that is made of paper all goes in the same place got it um okay. one other tip <laughs> is like nightstands think mm. about what what you use on your nightstand and maybe just reimagining keeping the space cleared for maybe water right you know things that things that you use at night mm -hmm. like if your charger's there that's your charger it's so awkward <laughs> doing this interview in my room right now. <laughs> I just want to say that. I'm going to say I'm this. I'm like, looking like. Let me say I this. I got peanut butter right I here. I <laughs> have lived and have had every living space you could imagine. So there's never any judgment, ever. I never go into a space and judge someone because I'm like, oh, I've I most likely had this same exact space. Right. So it's, it's never like, it's like, oh, we're the same. Mm -hmm. It's never like, oh, I'm organizing, you're not. I don't really look at it that way because it's just like, I've had every space. I've lived in every space. I've lived in kitchens, basements, mm -hmm. You're a true New Yorker. So it's right. like, it it's, I don't think that way. And I know sometimes it's easy to feel self-conscious, but it's like, that's, no judgment is happening. Just to... <laughs> And your room is mad cute. So that's <laughs> Thank also you. Thank you. Um, just so y'all know, um, all these tips that Rebecca is giving, you can find them on, um, is or, it organizedforlove.com? Yes. Yes. Or so, you can follow Organized for Love on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. We're going to say it again, but um, I just want to say that. Um, because I also want to just, um, I kind of just want a lot of tips right now. <laughs> I'm not even going to hold She said, you. this is for me. This is, this not is for, for everyone. We else. all on the same page, right, y'all? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, this is good. Tips are good. This episode of Avocado and Honey is brought to you by Sankova Athletic Apparel. Sankova Athletic Apparel is an African-inspired, consciously forward brand that promotes unity. The creator of Sankova Athletic Apparel says, and I quote, it stems from my appreciation of fitness and the importance of living a healthy, conscious lifestyle. My inspiration is also rooted in my desire to bring an athletic apparel line to athletes that is a reflection of us, that inspires us, and ultimately unites us. So y'all, let's build, let's inspire, and let's unite. And once you subscribe to SankovaAthletics.com, you'll receive 10% off your first order. So be sure to check them out after the show. Now back to your scheduled programming. <laughs> 
so you also have um you know information online on ways you can digitally declutter Mm -hmm. so i think i I believe i said earlier about the the um emails and just phones so if you can share like maybe a few more tips on how we can you know declutter digitally yes so a rule of organizing is really everything having a home okay so that is just across the board. So the goal is we're always working towards putting one item mm-hmm. in the same place. So say you have documents, you want to work towards putting all of your documents in one place. So whether that's like a cloud storage like Dropbox or Google Drive or whether that's the document folder on your computer or whether that's on hard drive, like you always want to work towards like putting all of them in one place. Mm-hmm. So that's super like easy, straightforward and and that you don't do overnight because you, maybe you have you have files and documents every in different places. Right. So you don't want to like do all that once because it's, it's not that deep. Like you want to pace right. yourself. Like okay, <laughs> note it. Yes, pace uh, yourself. All them earth uh, signs out there. Yeah, <laughs> like it's. <laughs> I love 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 going through my phone and just deleting like contacts and things that like video so it's really so with that like three to six month apply with contacts like if i ain't talked to you in six months delete (laughs) i think (laughs) i feel like you were thinking of certain people when you said that that's how i was like just say the word just say the word actually it was like i've been trying to delete this person out of my life just tell me give me that permission so okay so with contacts is really it's it's relative right Right. because Certain best friends you may speak to every day and the right. other really, really close friends you speak to once a year, but it's like you picked up where you left off. Mm-hmm. So it's not typically like, did I speak to, you can't go ask the same question for every person. Right. And so for me, the way I do it, I have seasons that I focus on different um, people in my life. So okay. this season I'm focusing on my family, my fiance's family, and then my really close friends. Mm-hmm. And so that's the focus. Now, if you don't, if you go outside of that, it doesn't mean that I'm going to delete your contact. Right. However, if I'm going into these different seasons and you never fall into any of those seasons, then it's like, okay, I'm just not using your contact at all. Mm -hmm. So a backup plan, though, for people that may feel anxious, this is how I organize my contacts. No one ever gets deleted forever. That's not true. Most people get deleted forever, but what I do is I put all my contacts in Google Contacts. Oh, okay. So all my so I have like two, three thousand contacts, and that's just everyone that I know. And so if I need to access someone, I'm able to go into my Google Contacts, get their name, their email, their mm-hmm. number, and I'll have a note of like how I know them, how I remember them. So that's a good way to I think organize contacts, and you have like your phone contacts, people that you actually use, mm. and every everyone else goes into Google Contacts. Okay. So. And I have a random question. So when it comes to to-do lists, because um, this is something I, I, I'm personalizing all of this. Yes. So this is something that I've been trying to feel, like figure out. As you can see, I have like a to-do list on this whiteboard. Yes. I have to-do lists and notebooks. Yes. I have like a to-do list on my phone. I'm yes. trying to figure out which one. So when it comes to the phone, are there any like apps you would suggest or just ways to stay organized with your list on your phone? Yes. So I love, 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 love Asana. And okay. Asana is a project management app for teams. How do you spell that? A-S-A-N-A. Okay. And so one of the reasons I use it is because I may have an intern that I have to assign a task to, or I know that eventually I'm going to grow to where I'm ha- working with different people. So it works for me, but I still have used it for my individual self because it helps me take the to-do list to another level to say like, okay, I know I have to do this, mm-hmm. but I still have to break this 
down. So let me put it into a app where I can organize it into different projects. Okay. And so just like you, a few months ago, I was also, I also was dealing with having my to-do list in different places. Mm -hmm. To-do list in paper, to-do list in my notes, to-do list in random places where I'm like journaling. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was about like recommitting to one thing. Okay. And so, so this morning I meditated and a couple things came to my mind. So I started to write it in my to-do list, but then I also had my tablet around me. So I just opened up Asana and put it into Asana okay. instead of writing it down. Um, so I think it's just about like figuring out which is the one system that you want to use and committing to it. Oh, okay. And committing to one system is never easy until it is. Right. So it's always going to, you're always going to kind of go back to writing and then you have to remind yourself, let me use this. So I love, love, love Asana. There's other like, um, project management task management mm. like trillo okay t-r-e-l-l-o oh yeah 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 i did yeah. use that and, one and, and don't forget the milk the milk that's another one but that one it kind of got complicated that. I, I just kind of dropped and stopped using it okay i never heard of the milk i have to look yeah. into that just so i know yeah but you said complicated so it sounds like i wouldn't but also <laughs> but who knows maybe i wasn't trying hard enough maybe i was just like i don't well, want to use an app i don't know so how did you yeah. like do you prefer to um digitally do your to-do list or write it physically manually so, <laughs> I, so i journal and i write a lot mm. and so sometimes i may write out I wouldn't say it's a to-do list, but it's things on my mind, right? Because right. a to-do list, we're assumed that this is things that I'm going to do. But right. a lot of times a to-do list, you can't tackle one by one. Mm -hmm. You write something, go grocery shopping, but it's like, before you go grocery shopping, you have to figure out, like, what are you going to buy? Right. And you have to figure out, oh, like, I have to buy, what am I going to eat? Mm -hmm. Did I do, like, a recipe? Did I write those things down? So it's like, to-do lists are typically things on our mind. Because right. we're not, it's not, it's, I can't go grocery shopping like i have to do something before that right i have to get the address to the store that i'm going to you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's about breaking it down so yes when i'm journaling i may write all of those things in my mind but my actual to-do list is in my asana got so it that means that when i go into asana that thing right there is ready to be done mm -hmm. i can start it right away there's no prep work because i've already broken it down into many steps got it that makes so much sense okay so when it comes to also decluttering on your phone as well mm -hmm. like what are what's the tip that you would give um to help us eliminate distractions oh man i'm actually writing a blog post about this um so one thing that I am doing this weekend and I'm just unplugging from social media. Mm -hmm. um, so I haven't been on Instagram or Facebook since what's today, Saturday, maybe like Thursday night mm -hmm. or something like that. I find that I pick up my phone a little too often right. to check in to see what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. um, and it feels very distracting. And so that is, that is a no brainer for mm -hmm. me. Just really figuring out when is the time that you're going to, take yourself offline like, right just choose a day mm -hmm. choose an hour start with a few minutes say okay this hour i'm not gonna go on social media okay because you have to work yourself there because sometimes a weekend could seem like what do you mean mm -hmm. can't take pictures of brunch <laughs> um so right right <laughs> i can't post this selfie that i just took on my story so now what um but no so it's just really like unplugging from from the social networks that you're on like if you're on twitter every hour just pick an hour that you're not gonna go on okay and then you know build up to doing more time okay so that's a that's a major distraction a lot of times we really get focused on what other people are doing in their lives mm -hmm. 
and all of the comparisons mm-hmm. and all of the just really being in tune and it's like you realize like oh i'm not living my life exactly and then when you unplug you're like oh snap i have this whole life <laughs> right got it let me go do that right and then you have to almost like reorient yourself like mm-hmm. oh this is what i would be doing if i wasn't on here right so definitely eliminating distractions by like um unplugging from social media another major distraction is emails i think thinking of a schedule for emails like when you're going to check emails oh okay um and this is not necessarily a task it's just a way of thinking like if no one's dying you don't need to check right email. like and a lot of times we may be checking our email but we're not and our emails are telling us to do something maybe like respond but a lot of times we're just thinking about what we need to do right so it's like i'm checking an email and i know i have to respond to but i haven't responded so now i'm just thinking about responding and it's like check when you're ready to act so thinking about yeah think about a schedule for responding to emails Mm -hmm. or checking emails right so i'm gonna check emails in the morning from nine to ten right and i'm gonna also answer those emails in nine to ten so also doing um framing like emails from like i'm only gonna check when i'm going to answer Mm, that makes sense Note it. <laughs> and I really appreciate the tip for the social media because I know like that's my issue, not issue, yeah. but that's what I'm trying to get control of, like the time I spend online. So I do appreciate that tip. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, with all with you being um, the creative organized for love, it only makes sense that you created a planner. <laughs> so yes. what was that like <laughs> um, creating the perfect planner like for you to offer to your um, customers? So I oddly find a lot of joy in creating planners so this is my second planner i made i made one in 2013 2014 okay and so the second one i just wanted to reintroduce that joy of creating planners and a lot of times i get really fixed on like how to be more organized how to be more on top of my schedule and my time and so creating the planner is just for me thinking about all of the ways that I do things in mm-hmm. my life. I love to draw. I love to write. So it's not usually a linear process when I'm like planning something. Like I have an idea that I visualize and I'm like, oh, I want to draw it. Oh, let me write it mm-hmm. and write bullet points and let me do this to-do list. And oh, on Saturday, I want to go further into this. And so I think the planner really, um, I want to make a planner that um, aligns with the way that I conceptualize and plan and think and assign myself to task and Mm -hmm. so i'm like considering creative people and business people and people that are doing different things and so this is the first edition of organized for love planner there will be a second one so yes that's really my process like aligning the way that i think and do things with something physical okay yeah dope so when it comes to you know planners um do you prefer to have the physical planner versus like google calendars or apple calendars or online like what's what's your take on that (laughs) i want y'all to buy my planner no um (laughs) i definitely prefer google planner okay google planner is for me just it's just goals it's just it's gold gold um and i say that because i don't always have i don't always want to bring a bag with me a lot of times i find myself like i don't want a purse i don't want anything can i just leave and so once i realized that that is like (laughs) can i just leave (laughs) (laughs) like that's like that's a part of who i am so i'm like okay does a planner really 
does a planet really align with that? Because often I really don't want to bring anything mm-hmm. with me. And so I'm like, okay, it's okay if I don't want to use a planet. Because guess what? Steve Jobs and these people, they're not allowing their children to use tablets. and not, There's a limited time, but they're selling us tablets and iPhones. So it's like, that's okay right. if I don't really use planets because other people also use I them. I use planets. Yeah. So I just I sometimes I feel bad like, ooh, I'm trying to sell a planet to y'all and I don't use one, but it's like there's a market. Yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. It's still there. As you can see, I, I have a lot of notebooks and like, yes. these are a lot of so a few of these are planners and stuff too. Yes. Because I've been really trying to get into the Google, the online calendars and it is not it's working. Not like I can leave my planner at home and then come out and I'll just be like, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. Mm. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah. So that's when I was like, okay, let me start using the digital, the planners, like um, mm-hmm. Google, Google calendars. But it's just so, I'm just, so I'm doing the both right now while I'll write right. it down first. Once I put it in there, I'll put it into the electronics. So when I'm out and I don't have the planner, I, I still have the information there. But right. in the ideal world, I'll have it on me. So <laughs> what I would say with, if if you don't mind of course. if you're gonna use both so use google calendar as like a general overview of okay. what you're doing so like say you know you have podcast it's that general that time slot is there so you know that blocked off time mm-hmm. is blocked off but with your planning you want to get more detail because that's what the space is for right for you to really write out specifically okay in this podcast i'm going to talk about this oh okay. and then i'm going to plan to promote it this and then i'm going to create a flyer on this day like get more specific and detailed mm. because typically people who you know if you want to write you want to write and go in and the flow of your thoughts are just easier with pen right so lean into that with a planner you can't really get into that flow because you're typing right and google calendar is not going to be there so just kind of recognize how these different um tools make you feel okay so right in the planner google is just like a general overview mm-hmm. so, so it's when, like the what it is in time type thing. exactly so when you're out you know okay this is around what i'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> thank you i will definitely um start doing that so i have like a few more questions like two or three when it comes to being a creative and you know working creating something from scratch like how you started organized for love is there any tips that you can give someone who is like being their own boss Mm. and how to stay organized and on top of yourself Mm. it's something we're all learning yeah i will say that (laughs) (laughs) it's it's very it's a very personal journey right this is the thing you are who you are behind closed doors when no one's looking when Mm. no one's looking you have to decide like i'm still going to do the thing that i said i'm going to do and there's no one else to check me. So it's really about like personal integrity first. Mm-hmm. What's your integrity look like? Do you really want to do the thing that you say you're doing? Like the person that you um, represent to the world or show to the world, like is that who you really want to be? Because it's okay if it's not. Right. Because if it is, you're going to do your very best to always be in alignment with mm. having that um, integrity and not only appearing as the person but doing the actions when no one's looking so Word. that's like the first thing um <laughs> that that's difficult because it's like that's the end who know <laughs> right you could you could represent and you could show the world and it'll be believed as that and people just trust mm-hmm. that but no one when no one's around there's no one to check off if you actually are doing exactly. what you say you're going to do. So it's really about like personal integrity. Some people don't have personal integrity. Mm-hmm. They're okay with representing and showing themselves to the world and not being that behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. If you have integrity though, that is not going to fly. You're going to be like, 
So it's a journey, I think. Sometimes we're we go out of alignment with our integrity, mm-hmm. right? And it's not because um, you know we're not integrity people. Mm-hmm. We're not a person with integrity without integrity, right? But it's just things happen, right? So it's like, oh, I'm a person who's into health and fitness. There may be a week where circumstances will make you not go to the gym. This doesn't right. mean that you don't have integrity. You're just out of integrity for that week. Got it. And so you're going to do what you can to work to shift your life to make sure that you can get into the gym every day like you are portraying to the world. Mm-hmm. But for someone who doesn't care, they're not going to do that internal work of, you know, shifting. It's just going to, oh, I'm going to post that one few videos I have of me at the gym, but I'm not really going to go to the gym. Mm. Monday through Friday, like I'm telling the world I'm going to. So personal integrity, integrity, okay. integrity, integrity, integrity. <laughs> is, the, is the first one. Cause again, I can't check what you're doing. Right. I, I can't, I'm not going to be on top of you. That's, that's you. Um, I'll say another thing, know your personal like temperament. Mm-hmm. I think again, we strive to, we compare ourselves and maybe we try to do what others are doing. Like, Oh, you, see someone is doing this, 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 and this, and this, and you're like, oh, I got to work harder or right. whatever. And it's like, well, you really don't know what that person is sacrificing to do those things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have no idea what it looks like. And a lot of times people build up towards that type of level of um, work. Mm-hmm. It's not, no one comes out the womb doing, having the work ethic that right. they do. You have to like build towards that. It's like, oh, one day, you know, you're an undergrad and then you graduate and then you go into grad school like right. it's a it's a um it's a process that you elevate yourself and you go through it's not like a to b right um so i'll say that like knowing your personal temperament and knowing the way that you work and mm. your style of work and your style of learning and competing with that and also engaging with that like my personal temperament like i know that i can handle this amount of work on this amount of time mm-hmm. and so let me challenge that instead of like challenging like what i see or comparing what i see for other people mm. that could be really hard because we're again on social media watching people time. but it's like you got to know your what is my temperament right and so i know a lot of people like oh you you know you may be doing a, a lot of different things and i'm like well you know this is something that i did not come out the womb mm-hmm. you know having the work ethic that i do i definitely had to work really hard to just kind of work harder. Mm-hmm. So if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's see. So we have personal integrity, temperament. What is your temperament? Mm-hmm. Um, and then systems. I okay. love systems. And systems, again, goes into your temperament. Right. Just like you said, you know yourself and you know you're not getting into the Google calendar. Right. You love mm-hmm. the planner. So knowing like that's your system. Mm-hmm. So really working more on perfecting that system, perfecting the system of using your planner and matching it with your Google calendar. Got it. Perfecting my system is Asana. I know that if I start writing the to-do list on paper, it's like, okay, that's nice, but I need to make sure I'm transferring or just, writing it straight into Asana. So like knowing my system Mm -hmm. um, and knowing what works for me and like, and committing to it. Okay. Once you help someone organize or declutter their space, say you came and you just helped me decluttered and organize my entire home. Like, do you, what are some tips that you can give people to keep the organization going, keep it, you know, decluttered and things like that? Like what are some tips that you usually give after the session is done? Hmm. So one question I have people ask themselves when they're out shopping after the session is done, like, would I buy this 
like would I buy this? So say someone is trying to give you a shirt. Okay. Or trying to say like, hey, I got this dress. Do you want it? Like asking yourself like, if I had if I had to pay for this, would I pay for it? Right. Because a lot of times I really dictate. And not if it was like on sale, but like if I had to buy this full price. Okay, that's that's. If I had to buy this full price, (laughs) would I buy it? And a lot of times, no. Right. Uh, So that's a good question. That's a great question because a lot of times we get things for free: Mm -hmm. swag bags, gift Mm -hmm. bags. New York City, there'll be things on the street. That's like, oh, this is this is free or close to free. Like I, I know I bought some clothes just because (laughs) it was like two dollars or something. I'm like, I can make this cute somehow. Exactly. So just asking yourself, like, would I buy this if it was full price? Would Mm. I take this and would I receive this if I had to buy it at full price? So Mm. that's a great question. That usually (laughs) a lot of things from being taken into your home. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is not on like organizing. Do you have a friendly way to say no to a gift? (laughs) From like a friend, like, sorry, girl, I'm just not into that. Like, um, I'm good, love. Okay, so this is <laughs> so typically when people get if if someone gives me a gift that I don't not do not want, but I can give it to someone else. Okay, I usually repurpose gifts. Okay. I'm I'm big on repurposing. Okay, huge. I love it because a lot of times it's like, oh, if you give me like. I already have a hard drive. If someone gets me with a hard drive because they know I'm into organizing, I'm like, oh, well, I don't need this. But that's not, I, I could already identify like, oh, no, I need this for someone else. Mm-hmm. That's easy for me. And and that turnaround in my in my house, in my space, things get turned around quickly. Noted. Um, so I could easily like receive gifts knowing that it's not, I'm, this is, I'm not going to hoard a bunch of gifts to give to other people. Like mm. these are quickly going to be dispersed. Like your gift room. <laughs> I do. Is there like a gift room? No. Well, it's like maybe like a box, but it's not big because I'm always like giving things away. The other thing is just saying like, just saying no. Right. <laughs> like I- <laughs> It's really no. I mean, I think I don't, I don't really, I'm not really uncomfortable with the word. I think I'm uncomfortable with making other people sad. I think right. that's really what it is. So it's not really the word no. It's just yes. like, I don't make you sad. I don't want to disappoint you. Because they like, uh, you know, yeah. they, well, in my head, I assume everybody went above and beyond and bring me this gift. <laughs> So I just be like, let me just, yes. it's the thought, right? It's so it's thought. just all those things. Yes. But a simple, yeah. but if it's a birthday gift, like, you can, but like, if it's something that I really don't want, I don't use. I'm just give it. Away. And it, and it makes me feel like, okay, you don't know me. You was not listening. <laughs> like, I don't know how, why would you, what? This doesn't even make sense. I definitely don't feel bad about saying like, oh no, thank you. But I said, that doesn't happen. I really don't receive a, things that I don't want often. I feel like, people around me are very like thoughtful right they're very thoughtful and conscious of what they're giving me because they know i don't like stuff Mm -hmm. yeah i'm not a stuff person so i typically um would prefer like experiences or like Mm -hmm. money me too y'all if y'all listen (laughs) or money that always helps but like material things you have to really be paying attention to me to give me something that is going to be useful because i don't buy i don't i'm not out buying Mm -hmm. things so it doesn't happen often with me because, right. you know, they're like, let me let me think twice for. Right. <laughs> and no, thank you. Yeah. And, and clothes too. you know, friends of mine, you know, friends who give me like clothes. It's like, oh, things that make sense. Like, oh, I love head wraps. So like, give me head wraps. It's like, oh, yes. Can't have too many of those. So mm-hmm. that's a guess. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> OK, so I did peep online um, on Instagram. That you are like on a mission to get rid of trash cans and your goal is to do that by Honey. 2020. So please tell me more about this. <laughs> Why? And... What's the update? 
Because <laughs> we almost in 2022. <laughs> well, that has been post No. Um, <laughs> okay. So for me, I've never liked trash. I don't know how I was born and raised in New York because I'm just right. like, this is nasty. I can't stand trash. Mm. So for me, it's about just like there's garbage in my house. Ew. <laughs> what? That's, so that, that's just generally, that's really, that's the main thing. Um, I don't like touching trash. I don't like taking out trash. And it makes my house sometimes not smell good because I use a lot of produce. Mm -hmm. So I'm always cutting up, you know, right. fresh fruits Do and veggies. Do you compost? So I, that's what I'm trying to get to, Smanji. I don't know. So, okay. So Listen this is to the, the thing. last podcast episode, girl. Ooh, I will do that. <laughs> so, okay. So this is the thing. I would love if I can just drop my compost off right. at a farmer's market, but I'm not near oh, yeah. where I am. There's no places where I can drop it off where it's easily accessible to mm -hmm. me and I don't have to go and drive somewhere because it's like it's already a new habit that I'm trying to get into. So right. it needs to be e as easy as possible. Right. You know, and so for me, there was one point where I was free freezing my food scraps because I was getting rid of my trash can but i was like i had to like get on the train to bring the scraps to a farmer's market i'm just like this is really not practical mm -hmm. so there's no space there's no place where i can bring my compost and then the second i don't really have i have a backyard where i can compost but mm -hmm. i'm not really interested in doing it myself at right. all like i'd be a liar to try i respect your honesty though. i would i would i would be lying to myself because i've tried i mm -hmm. did try for like a week and i already knew it was a no and i started anyway mm. um so i think for me that's kind of just figuring out hopefully one day a farmer's market will become closer to my area where i can just drop off like i can walk there every sunday or saturday mm -hmm. and drop off my compost um so yeah that i would like to just get rid of garbage because i don't and 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 finally you, you, oh sorry no go ahead and finally the last point is you know i really want i don't want my children to have to be worried about like garbage because I, I genuinely feel like we don't have to face it because it's not in front of us right and so at some point we're gonna have to face like there's no more space to put our garbage mm -hmm. so we have to figure out like different alternatives so that's really like the third reason why i would love to get rid of my garbage okay and like you like not considering like maybe just leaving the trash can outside or just like away so that is for me it's not practical because i'm always in my kitchen so mm. i would have to either have like a trash bag where and i put the garbage and then take it out it's not it, it's it's something i've thought about mm -hmm. um but i think just in terms of like thinking about the layout like i have to go downstairs to go outside so it's it's a lot of <laughs> logistics and I, I just you know i'm always trying to think like the easier way to do things so right um uh, we could talk about different how how can we help me <laughs> get rid of my trash can because i'm still work. i've been working on it for a couple years i'm still trying to i'm working out i feel like you know once you get like maybe like let's say the fifth big check like you know and you want to go buy a whole new place now literally just get it built for you can have like a deposit thingy like yes. in the counter yes and yes. it just goes down to a trash can yes. in the garage that's <laughs> a dream no have you seen there's this company they were doing like fundraising it was like um, it was like a receptacle. It was a trash can where you would put your food scraps, and it would turn your 
um, food into like soil, rich soil. But it was like a trash can. That like immediately it. though. Yeah. Not well. It takes time. Oh. But okay. it would do it itself. That's dope. I'm gonna. I, I'll send it to you. But yes. it was, I was like, oh, this is cool. It was like a. Th- it was like it was expensive though. It's like it's an expensive ass garbage can. <laughs> like a thousand something. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like something. But it wasn't just dollars. a garbage can. It was like a composting garbage right. can. So yes, things like that are absolutely top of my list. <laughs> well not top but like ideal aspirational right <laughs> when you build your first house yes there you go yes, yes, yes. that's something to incorporate I so like um I, I got so much great information thank you um so let's go into the next segment to love a black woman so that's where you rebecca you get to say something that you either love about yourself you could say something that you love about a particular black woman, so mother, cousin, sister, auntie, friend, or you could say something that you love about black women in general. You're on. Okay. I'm going to say what I love about black women in general is the way that we're really going after the things that we love and we're really not taking shit from nobody, even one other. Fact. And so I really I'm really appreciative about black women like, look, this is what I'm doing. So Y'all gonna have to figure it out. And I really, I appreciate that about us. It's a lot to learn. We're creating boundaries, you know, paving paths for Mm -hmm. ourselves and really for our future. Because when black women really get with the shit, everybody benefits. Right. So that's, I just, I love that about us right now. That's beautiful. And that this is, it's really a great time to be a black woman, right? I mean, it's never been a bad time, but you know, y'all know now. Right. (laughs) Okay, so where can the people find Organized for Love and what can they get online? Just go ahead and tell the world everything yeah. about, about you. So you can go ahead to organizedforlove.com. You can sign up for the newsletter. Um, right now I'm sending out productivity hacks each week. There's 21 um, hacks where you can just build up your toolbox on how to be better at being organized and productive. Word. And you can follow Organized for Love on Instagram, um, where I share a lot of tips and just like inspirational visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I have a random question now. <laughs> so with Organized for Love, will you ever do like um, cyber, like organizing cyber decluttering? So like for people who aren't based in the same state as you, would they be able to kind of still get that one-on-one experience? Absolutely, yes. That's definitely something that I'm open to and most of my clients want in person. But, yes, I'm definitely open to, like, virtual organizing. For everybody that's on the West, so you know. Yes. You got to look out for everybody. <laughs> See, I'll be looking right. out she for y'all. She said I know my audience. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And um, y'all know to follow Avocado and Honey on all social media platforms at okay. Avocado and Honey. Um, be sure to follow it on Instagram to stay up to date with all things Avocado and Honey because I usually post there first and then everywhere else second. Website coming soon. Um, but yeah, follow Avocado and Honey. Be sure to like, sk- <laughs> be sure to like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, um, spread the word on this episode or any other episode that you might like. Um, if you want are interested in me, um, follow at underscore Smanji on any on all social media platforms as well. Thank you for always tuning in. I appreciate your support. Until next time. Bye. (laughs) I appreciate y'all.